And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother with me for two weeks in a row. It's pretty exciting, dude. Feels good. Getting back into the swing of things, you know? And I think we've got Ronan's nighttime routine down pretty pretty well now. So it's, you know, it's pretty likely that come 10 p.m. good old Texas time, I am free and ready to record, brother. And you know what, dude? In case people didn't know, not only have you been holding down the fort with episodes and bringing in guests, but you're also piecing together these episodes. So never thought I'd say it, but you're the one keeping this podcast afloat. I appreciate <laughs> it. used to be the other way around. I appreciate it. Yeah, listen <laughs> to you, man. Get taking all the credit. <laughs> I mean, I I took a lot of pride in, in my... You did. My editing. You did. You know? But anyways, long story short, two weeks in a row, dude, and hopefully I can hop back on next week. And you know what? Before we know it, we're going to be doing our end of year episodes. So, and that's going to be in December. That's going to be like two episodes from now, I think, is when yeah. it starts. Yeah. Can, can we just can we just talk about how, how nutty it is that Thanksgiving is next week or this week actually, technically, when this when this episode drops, Thanksgiving is in yeah, it's crazy in a few days. What happened to November? What happened to 2022, man? Yeah. I mean, I've been so, so much has happened for me this year. It just flew by. I graduated college. (laughs) I started a new job. I have a baby boy now. You started a new human. Crazy, crazy year. I started a new human. (laughs) And he's so freaking cute right now, dude. You've seen the videos. You've seen the pictures. I've seen the photos, cute. Insane. So we're dude, we're covering cocktail twins today. Yes, and this is that's uh, exciting. This is, I think, a long time coming. This this particular record. I didn't do much research going into this. I figured this is just one of those records. It's an iconic record uh, in the shoegaze in shoegaze circles, right? And you know, just like the Sundays last week, cocktail twins are more in the dream pop camp than the shoegaze camp. But, you know, on the Shoegaze subreddit and anywhere else do you find a list of best Shoegaze records, like, this is going to be on on that list, right? Um, And I didn't realize this until today. They formed in 79. What? Yeah. Holy moly. And this record was their most critically acclaimed, and it came out 11 years later. So they had been around for a while before they really got much attention. And this record, Heaven or Las Vegas, is the one that kind of put them on the map. But I have I have never listened to anything prior to this record. Me neither. It sounds like this record was a pretty big change from the one that came out prior to this one called Blue Bell Knoll, which came out in 1988. So here's what I did, Trev. And, and we talked about this briefly before we started recording. I haven't really spent much time with this record i haven't listened to it all the way through good so i know a few songs from it but i did the thing that you know you do as well you know i went back and listened to the first you know the debut record okay and i probably listened to to older ones so you know i might be more familiar with their older stuff that that bluebell knoll album cover looked familiar uh treasure too 
Yeah, I haven't listened to any of that. It's it's a lot darker. Well, that's funny because there was an interview I was reading uh, where the guitar player Robin Guthrie was saying that you know people always expected them to walk around in like capes and black fingernail polish. So I guess that <laughs> yeah. is speaking to maybe their sound prior to to this record. Because when you listen to this record, I, I think it sounds very. I mean, dreamy is a perfect word for it. Like like an open and light and kind of floaty. Well, I think you had mentioned this when we were talking about the Sundays last week is you can kind of hear, it seems like the have a foot, one foot still in the open door that is the eighties and new wave. Yeah. And I'm getting that vibe from this, from this record. record. Yeah. And you know what that is? It's the guitar playing from Robin Guthrie. Yes, exactly. It's the guitar playing. And it makes me want to maybe pivot into New Wave next. Mm. That's an untapped genre for us, I think. I think we've like, you know, we've done, I think we did the Eurythmics episode, like a sidetrack on oh, the Eurythmics man, once. That was I'm pretty random. sure we've done Echo and the Bunnymen. But those were like sidetracks. Yes. So we never really those are, dove into them. Yeah, those are sidetracks. I want to cover, after hearing just that tiny little intro, I want to cover songs from the big chair. Oh, okay. Tears for Fears. I think that's a great way to kick off a batch of New Wave. So yeah, that intro song that we played was the title track to this record, Heaven or Las Vegas, which I think I brought actually as a recent What You Heard, just randomly. So I love that song. Uh, It's great. And it was one of the two singles on this record. The other single being Ice Blink Luck. Uh, so yeah, here's here's what makes Cocktail Twins so amazing. It's Elizabeth Fraser, who I know we've, we've dropped her name so many times on this podcast. And Robin Guthrie, who I think we've mentioned him as well. Hey, yeah, his ambient guitar work, dude, the stuff he does, he did post Cocktail Twins is so, so It's good. amazing. Yeah, and that's actually, yeah. I, I actually listened to Robin Guthrie's solo stuff before ever getting into Cocktail Twins. He partners with this piano composer guy named Harold Budd. Like most of the records that he that he has done, it's him and Harold Budd, who I think passed away in 2020. So we lost him mm. a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's this great reverb-drenched ambient guitar music, and he had he already had that tone and sound on the cocktail twin stuff. And you'll hear it. You heard it in the heaven in Las Vegas track, and you'll definitely hear it in some of this other stuff that we play. So yeah, his guitar playing is great. I think it really contributes to the dream pop sound. And then Elizabeth Fraser as a vocalist is probably one of the best vocalists of all time, you know, like rock vocalists. Wow. I mean, really she's, I mean, you know, yeah. massive attack. She's contributed to that quite a bit. I'm actually going to mm-hmm. have an outro track from, from uh, mezzanine of course, um, the record that she appears on. But anyway, uh, you know, we're not going to get into much of the history of the band or like all the controversy with like their, apparently they had some beef. So in 2005, they were going to headline Coachella and then do a world tour after that. But it was canceled a month later after Fraser refused to perform on stage with Guthrie. So her and Robin have, have some, some beef you know, so damn. Apparently, they're done forever. It's a shame. Like it's it's over. They're never gonna they're never gonna reunite. So, you know, we have the music that we have, and we have quite a bit of music actually. I mean, if you look at their discography, you know, almost ten records, right? Uh, going from eighty two to ninety six, and yeah, having in Las Vegas was 
was their biggest success. All right, so let's just jump right into it here, Q. They formed in Grangemouth, Scotland. So they're a Scottish band. Here are the terms that the Wikipedia page has thrown onto them. Dream pop, of course. Ethereal wave. That's a new one. Mm. I think ethereal is a really good word to describe them as well. Gothic rock and post-punk. So some of those terms may apply to some of their earlier stuff. Gothic rock sounds kind of, that's probably where, you know, they were saying people thought that they would be wearing black fingernail polish or whatever. It makes me think of like The Cure or something. You know, they were probably deemed gothic. Oh, yeah. Goth, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, that's that new wave sound. Yep. And then the members for this particular record, Elizabeth Fraser on vocals, Robin Guthrie, guitars, bass, drum machine, Will Heggie on bass, and Simon Raymond. Wow. I guess they don't have an actual drummer. Yeah, Guthrie just does drum machine. Interesting. Right? Yeah, that's dope. So, am I am I supposed to actually believe that? Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, so that guy Will Heggy <laughs> that I just mentioned, he actually left in '83. So, so yeah, for this for this record, Heaven or Las Vegas, it's just Elizabeth, Robin, and Simon, and I'm guessing Robin did the electronic drums. So the drums you hear are all electric which is interesting all right here we go we're going to jump right in here to the second track the song is called pitch the baby Thank you. 
That's the first time I've heard that one. Super catchy. Upbeat. It's got that washed out, like, drenched in reverb, and, you know, her voice is kind of lost in the mix. And I wonder if that's kind of what, part of what kicked off the, the shoegaze sound, you know? Like, not to say that they're they're the first shoegaze band, but, you know, like, I think that was a big part of the sound. Lyrics that you almost couldn't understand, right? Because of oh, the way yeah. that, that it lays in the mix. I love that, dude. I've always loved that. Yeah, I was trying to pull up the lyrics for this song because if you you know you pick out words here and there, it's, plus it's called "Pitch the Baby," so I'm kind of curious what it's about. But I can't find Chuck, lyrics anywhere. Chuck and Baby. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. Do you ever have you ever looked at Ronan and just been like, man, I just want to pitch this baby? That's the last thing on my mind, brother. <laughs> well, you know, and what I meant was like pitch him a nice tent that he can camp uh, under. Oh, um, yeah, when he's older, maybe. Okay. Pitch him a nice tin. We'll go camping. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find, I, I didn't trust the lyrics that I found on this, some random ass, what, like azlyrics.com. It's like, that's somebody's best guess. You know what I mean? So I went to the website to yeah. see if they had the official lyrics and they do not. And I don't own this record. So I couldn't even look at liner notes if I wanted to. But anyway, so the lyrics are up in the air. It's up to your interpretation. But yeah, what's interesting is you hear this quite a bit. She will kind of sing over herself. Right? She's kind of doing her mm-hmm. own backing vocals and stuff. And yeah. sort of like these, these layers of her vocals, you know, in the background and like, you know, sort of like re- repeating certain phrases in the background and stuff like that. I think it's great. And it adds to that like sort of ambient floaty kind of sound that dreamy sound that they have yeah and they really sit right on top of each other in the mix too it seems like which kind of helps to make it kind of you kind of get lost in and what she's saying and her vocals are very rhythmic too and you'll see that especially in some of these other these other tracks that we're going to play and i love robin guthrie man pay attention to the guitar if you're out there try to like listen to it because he's got such a distinct sound that like you can you can pick him out you know what i mean you're like, yep, that's Robin Guthrie for sure. And he's dropping those sick beats too, man. Yeah, awesome. which is funny. Yeah, it's great. And the bass player too. Hey, let's let's give some love to Simon. I think the bass is great. Okay, like I said, you know, this we're just gonna mosey right through here, Q. Keep going. Let's do it. This has another funny name, this song. A lot of their songs have funny names. This song I guess this is about a person who could go he could go either way, this person. Maybe they're a clown. Maybe they're not. The song is called 50-50 Clown.
It's not getting any better than that, man. That's great, right? Ah, what a great song. That, that's my favorite. It's great, right? So far. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a quality to this this music. And that's what always drew me to Heaven or Las Vegas. Like that's a heavy repeat song for me. Like I, I go back to it all the time. There's just something about this music that 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 just makes you feel like you're 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 just floating around the room, dude. I know we say that a lot, but like uh, there's a there's a particularly with this band and her vocals and Robin's guitar playing, it's very ethereal. That's probably why they had that label thrown on them. Like it's very like angelic dude and like what stood out to me otherworldly on top of that it the synth like the synthesizers that they use and the simplicity of the drums being that it's just a drum machine Mm -hmm. they really keep it simple that was a pretty stripped down song i mean you know like it's not overdone as far as like i guess overdubbing and and all that stuff it just seemed it, it was very simple and like it's almost like with the, you know, the '80s synth mm-hmm. movement that's come back through vaporwave, right, mm-hmm. and like Mallsoft totally. kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the sound. So um, this is like a crowdsourced website. So this is just some some person's interpretation. But I thought this was interesting. So songmeanings.com for this for this particular song. Uh, this person says, in their earlier work, Elizabeth Fraser even sings lyrics in her own made-up languages. Well, no wonder we can't understand it. So one can hardly be forgiven for not getting most of Cocteau Twins' lyrics. Yeah. And he says, the title refers to the guy who who's the subject of the song. So, hey, I was right, you. It's 50-50. Refers to him splitting his time between his wife and his mistress. Oh, Okay. I like that interpretation. He might also have bipolar disorder. Okay, so this guy's just like see, just stabbing in the dark. No, maybe it's about a guy who's cheating. Maybe it's about a guy with bipolar disorder. Okay, I well. thought it was about like you know with clowns, it's fifty-fifty. Either they're going to be terrifying or mm. they're going to be slightly less terrifying. Some people would say that they're always terrifying. Uh, I'm in that camp. Are dude. you? I don't have like a legit phobia but let's put it this way dude i've never been happy why are cl- to, why do clowns exist i've never been happy to see a clown you know what i mean it's nothing good is going to come from it no <laughs> so 50 50 clown who cares what the song is about it's a great <laughs> fucking song right well she's making up her own words anyways yeah so who cares yeah i just i love the way she she um i guess utilizes the 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 lyrics in her vocals as almost another instrument that's kind of what i was saying like with it, her being very like rhythmic rhythmic with the way she sings especially if really all she's doing is just kind of making up words just you know throwing syllables together then yeah it really is just another instrument yeah and and you know this particular person who who mentioned that was talking about in their earlier work so maybe she's not still doing that but okay but it it could very well be the case you know it's hard to pick up on the lyrics you hear words and stuff every once in a while but then you know sometimes it just sounds like syllables right so anyway, let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, 
Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This next song is going to be a little bit more subdued and like mellow, but I think it still delivers the goods, Q. I, I like moody and mellow. Okay. Here we go. This song is called I Wear Your Ring.
I know there's probably a term for this, but this is going to sound random, but I swear it's going to make sense. You know the song Misty Mountain Hop by Led Zeppelin? Is that the one that's like, uh, why don't you take a good look at your continue that on indefinitely. Exactly. Whatever that term is, I think I think this song has a little bit of that quality too with the verse. Like you could just stay on that yeah. like forever, right? It's got that sort of like just kind of very yeah. it, it's very like sort of just straightforward with the melody, like she's not doing much with it on the verse, right? And she's really, really like doing a duet with herself almost. She's like that backing track is almost the entire the entire track so like i don't curious how they did this live you know um but yeah she's really kind of playing off of herself um with the with the back well and you're right and dude it does kind of have that that similar quality and yeah, yeah i'm curious to know if there's a, a term for yeah. it yeah let's just see if the old the old wikipedia can help us out here because there's a wikipedia page just for this song the most common interpretation of the song no, uh that's talking about that it's about the Hobbit, which we all know that. Um, well, either way, you know what I'm saying, right? There probably is a term for it, but it has that quality to it. And I like it about that. And I really love how it opens up. Her vocals are so pretty. That's another thing. Like she has such such a great singing voice, you know, just traditionally beautiful singing voice. Mm-hmm. And it really, yeah, makes it sound like you're you're in heaven, dude. That's what's funny. I love the dichotomy of the name, like heaven or Las Vegas. You know, I mean, you'd have to be on some some pretty good drugs to think that Las Vegas is heaven. Well, isn't that like you know, metaphor for for sinning? You know what I mean? Sinning it up. Uh, it's Sin City. Sin City. That's what I'm saying. So I guess heaven or or Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know opposites, right? A heaven or hell in that I in that sense. It. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I, which I, you know, I, I love that, that framing, you know, using Las Vegas as a stand-in for hell. You know what I mean? It's great. Plenty of pearl clutchers in history have have, have made that comparison. I'm sure. Um, anyway, I, I think we're gonna close with maybe the song that surprised me the most on this record, Q. Um, so this la- this is the very last track on the record. I know nothing about it, Q. Other than the fact that Raymond, the bass player, Simon Raymond, wrote the song the day after his father's death. And the record straddled the two themes. Writing songs about birth and also death gave the record a darker side. Well, that's the that's the end of that sentence. Gave the record a darker side. <laughs> so, Heaven in Las Vegas birth and death like this is maybe a record about opposites right so this song yeah that's that's pretty powerful man you know he wrote the lyrics to this track the day after his dad died the bass player yeah that's pretty tough so with that you know let's just let's just go right into it here so this song is called fru fru foxes in midsummer fires
Yeah, that chorus, man, not something I was expecting at all. Yeah, just a beautiful track, man. I love that that round and round, I think is what pulled, she's saying, or pulled, pulled around. around. Yeah, I love that. Um, and again, she's playing off herself again. And she's taking words from, what's the name? Well, um, so here's the thing. Let me let me read some song facts here, Q. He wrote the song, and I assumed he, that means he wrote the lyrics, but he may have just wrote the music. So here's a quote from Raymond that I just found here. He says, you go from Pitch the Baby, which is that other track we played, mm-hmm. which is a joyous song about Elizabeth giving birth and having a kid. So that's something we missed. <laughs> so, so let me just okay. pause here, Q. Pitch the Baby. First of all, this is, tells you how much I don't know about Cocktail Twins. Before this record, Elizabeth had her first baby with Robin. This is Robin and, and hey. <laughs> yeah, so they were, they were, um, they may not have been married, but they were in a romantic well, uh, partnership together. Well, that kind of explains the, uh, maybe the, the beef they have with each other. Yeah. If, you know, yeah. If they're no longer together. Certainly. But anyway, they had their first kid together. Uh, the kid's name was Belle. And so Pitch the Baby is about their experience of being new parents, which is really interesting. So that this this record quite literally is about birth and death because Pitch the Baby is about their newborn kid. Fru-Fru Foxes is about Raymond's dad dying. But uh, let me go back to this quote. So Raymond, he says, you go from Pitch the Baby, which is a joyous song about Elizabeth giving birth and having a kid and how amazing that is, over to Fru-Fru Foxes, which is my song, quite miserable, really. But Elizabeth makes it beautiful with the lyrics. So I don't know if that means she wrote the lyrics, which is interesting. So he just wrote this really melancholy song with some like piano and stuff in it. And then she added lyrics, which is really kind of interesting. Because like, if this is this really personal song to him about his dad dying, she provides the lyrics. And I mean, you could also read that as the way that she put his words into the song maybe we gotta get to the bottom of this dude is it not does it not have yeah it doesn't say on on wikipedia who wrote what song there's not there's not much uh out there i even looked at the liner notes i pulled up liner note photos okay on discogs and um it just says written and produced by cocktail twin so yeah it's, yeah it's hard to say where the lyrics came from but either way but yeah the, the way that the way that she crams all those words into that chorus uh-huh and then with that you know pulled rounder you know, re- repetition in the background and the way that she harmonizes with herself. Yeah, really pretty and different than all the other songs on the album. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, c- can you tell me what this means? Eyes on the usually science of cherry colored. Huh? I mean, limelight, I mean, not the music. It's plain as, as can be. So, no, I'm also going off of this website. All of the time I improvised by making sure. Singed by it, pulled round Singed. by of my blazing, yeah, singed by it, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, the the way that she harmonizes with herself and the way she sings, pulled round her, I was getting some Nico vibes, which I mm, love the mm-hmm. way Nico sings. Mm-hmm. I totally uh, hear big that big time, and I yes. I love that man. Here's love something it. I was thinking about. I wonder if this record laid the 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 groundwork for. The cranberries to come with with her irish vocal styles that she provided you know what i mean well maybe that's where the line 
if they can do it, why can't we? What's the name of that cranberry? If album? everybody else is doing it, why can't we? I think it's yeah. Maybe called. they were talking about the having or Las Vegas and cocked out twin success. Hey, you know what? If they can do it, why don't we? Because you hear a little bit of that kind of like, yeah, everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? You hear some of that kind of like, you know, she's they're from Scotland. They're they're Scottish, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Cocked out twins. But you hear some of that kind of interesting vocal stylings that you don't hear in rock music typically and then you had the cranberries coming around the corner like right around the corner in 92 and like you know we were talking about on that episode how it just because the cranberries were so different that you know it's it just seemed like there was a space for them to kind of wedge themselves into because because of how unique they were amongst all the the testosterone and the grunge sound you know what i mean and I wonder, you know, having a Las Vegas had seen some success with like some singles, right? If that was just kind of like, you know, getting getting rock fans out there, like, you know, kind of prepped and ready, you know, here oh, comes yeah. the Cranberries or whatever, or here comes, you know, all those other types of bands that were kind of around the corner that kind of weren't in here the comes grunge the Sundays. Camp. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, let me see if this quote is worth saying out loud so here's a quote on the cocktail twins website from robin guthrie about this record he says one of the things that's a standout in my memory was a little party we had just at the end when all the mixing had been done and it had been sequenced and there was a whole bunch of our mates over to listen to it for the first time and part of you is just looking at how they're reacting what's the worst thing in the world you're playing somebody a new song and 20 seconds into it they start talking about themselves usually well this was 40 minutes of just silence and mouths open that for me was a very powerful moment it was like whoa it's a goodie it is a goodie robin it's a goodie indeed it is a goodie and that should be the title of this episode it's a good <laughs> yeah you're right Cocktown twins yep you're right <laughs> you did good robin well that was great dude good tunes obviously listen to the whole record i think that was a pretty good representation of it but yeah there's a lot of great tracks on here man obviously i only played four tracks technically five but like i said earlier our our closing track is going to be something off of massive attacks mezzanine that featured elizabeth on vocals i wanted to play a track from robin guthrie like some of his guitar stuff Hmm. but i chose to 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 play an extra cocktail twin song so anyways her voice one more time yes exactly all right, well, um, we'll figure out something to do next week. And then let me let me pull up the old calendar here, Q, because I'm pretty sure that this we, we only have two, this episode and one more episode, and then we're, we're into December, if I am correct on that. Let's see. Today is the 21st. So, yeah. So we'll have one more episode, and then we will start our best of 2022 and i've been i've been crafting my list q starting to come together man i haven't even looked at mine dude starting to come together i got enough tracks but i don't know if i have you know if i have the ones in there that i want i'm gonna have to 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 do some digging with with uh albums that i saved this year and songs that i liked gotta get it down to 20 each right 20 each that's right all right man it's five tracks i guess 10 tracks every episode. It's basically a what you heard format 
for the whole month. All month, yeah. All all songs from from this year. Yeah, and I gotta say, I've actually brought quite a bit of new stuff to the What You Heard's throughout this year. I you may too. be hearing some some of the same artists, and we'll see if I play the same song or not. Hopefully, there hopefully were not. some that I saved. Me too. Like on purpose for for end of year. So me too. I I purposely said mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna resist playing this. You know, I'll have to wait till December. So I've been sitting on some good stuff, Q. I feel like we're gonna have to to land on a, a spoon song together you know like share a spoon song because we can't bring two spoon songs but i know that's going to make it on your list what if i told you that spoon was nowhere near my list what if i told you that uh, that's fine okay although that's i fine. i think there was at least one standout track on on lucifer Dude, on the sofa to me great album man you gotta give it another listen if you haven't maybe i'll give it another spin do it man yeah listen to it all the way through okay well Lucifer on the Moon. They just put out a new. Yeah, they've got a uh, reconstructed. I don't know who Adrian Sherwood is, but yeah, it's mm, every okay. song like remixed. That's I haven't listened cool. to any of them, but yeah, it's pretty dope. All right. Well, anyway, so next week there might be a band, dude, that we can that we, a more contemporary band that we could play. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram. You can follow us there. You can reach out to us there. Tell us some new wave bands for us to get into at the start of the year, because that's what we're going to do. For 2023. Yeah. Uh, you know, besides the obvious ones, although we're starting with Tears for Fears. So we're going to we're going to play the well-known ones as well. But we'd like to, to to do more obscure stuff when we get the opportunity. So send us your new wave faves. You see that one I just did there? New wave faves. New wave faves. And yeah, we'll we'll kick off the year with some of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, just look for us, No Filler Podcast, on Instagram, and uh, of course we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, home of many great music-centered podcasts. So that's pantheonpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the Pantheon feed anywhere you get your podcasts, which would include all of our episodes and all the other episodes of all the other shows on the network. And yeah, that's it. It's 11 o'clock, Q. It's time for me to hit the hay, as they say. Gotta rest your weary head. Now, what, what track are we playing from uh, Mezzanine? We're going to play a track called Black Milk off of Mezzanine. Teardrop, which is one of their, probably their most popular song, at least according to Spotify, also features sure, Elizabeth yeah. Fraser. Absolutely. Um, but we're going to play another one of hers, I think features her vocals pretty well so again black milk is what's going to close us out by massive attack featuring elizabeth fraser thanks as always for listening my name is travis and i'm quentin talk to y'all next week